Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Maxwell, and today with me is my co-host, Brayden, and the rest of the Game Boys, Luke, Dylan, Austin, and Ben. Hey, I'm Austin. Sup, I'm Ben. What's up, I'm Dylan. And you're watching Disney (laughs) (laughs) What is giggity, my gamers? I'm Luke Raj, and this is my first time on the Game Boys Podcast. Excited to be here, as usual. So today is going to be our final episode of the Game Boys podcast, and we want to do something special. So in addition to bringing in all the Game Boys, we are all just going to have a discussion on what our favorite games are. We're going to do a deep dive into them, and we might even play them a little bit here too. Alright, we'll start with Austin. So my favorite game is definitely Doom Eternal, really just kind of the whole Doom series as a whole. I recently started playing Doom Eternal, which is the sixth game in the series, and it's definitely quite a bit of fun. In the Doom games, you play as a Marine, and they typically take place in an organization called the UAC, and it's actually on Mars. Basically what happens is demons, they get unleashed onto the world, and uh, you have to kill all all the demons. So in the Doom games, the levels are very fast-paced and intense, and you have a wide variety of different weapons and abilities that you can use to fight all the enemies, and each enemy has kind of their own strengths and weaknesses, making for more articulate gameplay. And also, all the games have different bosses, and I'd say that my personal favorite, which is one that's pretty prominent in basically all the Doom games, is the Cyber Demon, which is a giant demon that has like a chain gun as an arm. Some popular weapons from Doom include the Super Shotgun, which is a double-barreled shotgun, the Plasma Rifle, which has a very fast rate of fire, and my personal favorite, the BFG 9000, which stands for Big <laughs> Gun. And that's about all I have to say for the Doom games for now. Uh, Dylan, let's talk about your favorite game. Uh, well, my favorite game would definitely have to be Angry Birds, uh, because the extensive lore is just really interesting. So. In the Angry Birds cinematic universe, it basically starts out where all of the Angry Birds, or all of the, they're not angry yet, but the birds, they all have eggs. And they're pretty happy with their eggs. But then these green pigs come along and they try to steal and eat all the eggs. Uh, This makes the birds angry, and that's why it's called Angry Birds. No Sherlock. <laughs> you really can't talk about Angry Birds without talking about the many games that there have been. Some examples that I have played would be the original Angry Birds, Angry Birds 2, uh, Angry Birds Go, Ang- Star Wars Angry Birds, Angry Birds Rio, and there's hundreds more under any theme you could ever want. There's also Bad Piggies and Bad Piggies 2, which are, which are pretty good. And that's pretty much all I gotta say about Angry Birds. How about I pass the mic over to you, Raiden? Alright, thank you, Dylan. We're gonna move on to a game called Escape from Tarkov, which is a realistic 3D first-person shooter game. So Escape from Tarkov takes place within Russia, within the fictional town of Tarkov. All war is broken out, and you've got the American USAC team and the Russian bear team, which are all private military companies, and they're tasked with just escaping the area to get out of the war, get back to safety, in which they have to fight each other and fight the way out of the locals that are there who have taken up arms and are essentially trying to protect themselves and what they have. So these civilians that have taken up arms to try and protect themselves are come to known as SCAVs within the game, 
and some of them possess great military tactics and knowledge, and they are the scav bosses around the map. They're usually much more powerful. They have some of the best gear in the game, and they make for a really tough fight, but they're really rewarding if you finish them off. So when you go into the game in Tarkov, you go into what's called a raid, which is where you're trying to get out alive and fight whoever comes in your way, but you're also out there to grab items and whatnot that you can sell and make money for yourself, and you can buy all sorts of other weapons and items that you need, but if you happen to die within the raid, you'll lose everything that you took on you, which requires you to go back and grab a whole new set and go back out again. So dying does kind of set you back far once you get into the game, Usually dying isn't too big of a setback for you. It does make it a lot more realistic though. Tarkov is also really known for having such an extensive customization of weapons in the game. You can essentially do anything you want to and because of Russian copyright laws, they don't really have to follow the same rules as Americans do so everything goes by their brand names as they do here in America. So you have gun brands like Knight's Armament, SIG, and so on. So that's about all I have to say about my game for now. How about you, Ben? What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about my personal all-time favorite game, Terraria. Almost on the complete opposite spectrum, this game is completely unrealistic. It's a 2D platformer made out of everything being a pixel. What I love so much about the game is its exploration and the bosses that come along with it. This game follows a certain progression, starting you off in a world that you almost have nothing in but your copper sword, axe, and pickaxe. To progress further in the game, you must mine ores and adventure to get more armor, better weapons, and equipment. Equipment can help you get stronger in a certain class. Some classes can be rangers that use guns and bows and arrows, or summoners, which as per their name, summon in things, like other monsters. Or, one of my all-time favorite and most overpowered is the melee class, using anything that has its own melee damage to it. The game has three stages, or modes, that you, you come across as you further progress through the game. Starting off with easy mode, which is when you start off spawning in the world, until you fight the master of the dungeon called Skeletron, which is a giant floating skull with his giant floating hands. Pretty realistic, right? Then you get into Intermediate, which then you're able to explore Skeletron's dungeon, which is my favorite biome in the game to explore. Not because it's so interesting, it's kind of bland honestly to look at, but I like the weapons that come along with it and how unique they are. Next boss you have to fight to progress further in the game is the Wall of Flesh which you have to go all the way down to the underworld. It is a massive wall that will constantly push you back and it will shoot lasers at you. Once it is defeated, you are put into hard mode, which takes almost a drastic step in difficulty. Having to fight a few minor bosses on your way to the final boss of the game, Moon Lord. Moon Lord is a giant squid-like entity, almost like Cthulhu, or you cultists out there. Once Moon Lord is defeated, you've completed the game and you're allowed to free roam through it, building as you wish and exploring as you wish, fighting more bosses, going back and fighting the easier bosses with your more overpowered weapons, and then going through and trying out different weapons and classes that you may not like. What I like so much about the game is 
I've been playing the game for almost five years, and I'm still not bored of it. And it's still getting its constant updates since 2011, when it came to PC port. As of 2021, this game that everyone has fallen head over heels over in Steam has gotten the Labor of Love reward, which is given out to games that have been put into heavy development from not only their community, but then their developers. The game doesn't always end there with its final update, which was supposed to come out last year. They're adding, right now, a few more graphical changes and cosmetics to the game. But, with such a large community that they have, people have dedicated themselves to creating what they've wanted, which are mods. Some mods which are very famous are Calamity, Thorium, and Magical Storage. These are just some of the thousands of ever-growing mods that will be added to this great game and its great community. And that's about all I have to say about this great game. Now I pass the torch off to Luke, our newest guest. Thanks for having me on today. My favorite game by far has been RimWorld. It's a game that I've had for a very long time. It's one of the games that I've put the most hours into. Essentially, in the default setting of RimWorld, three people survive a spaceship crashing onto a foreign planet. You need to organize them in order to survive. Grow plants and hunt your tame animals to stave off hunger, draft them to fight off raiders or raid other villages, recruit prisoners to your cause, or wait for people to join naturally. You also need to balance the physical or mental needs of the people. And finally, you need to research a way off the planet. There are limitless options to play with this game. You can go full vegetarian, never killing any animals. You can have a single colonist who only builds turrets to defend himself. Really, there's any direction that you can go especially with the Ideology DLC, which really adds a lot of specifics to how you can play the game. And there's also the Royalty DLC, which adds a new faction and psionic abilities at the cost of your colonists becoming more stubborn or needy. On top of all of this, the hundreds of hours that you can pour into this game, and with just the base and DLCs, there's also mods that have been associated with the community. The mods range far between, you know, of just quality of life things, such as new stockpile mechanics, or actually being able to prioritize cleaning a room, which comes up a lot actually in the game between in the food poisoning mechanic and the infections and all the other things. But by far, one of the most fun mods is the Combat Plus, or the, I forget what it was called, but essentially it adds a specific real-world guns and, and adds actual ammo to the game. So you have to balance between in another thing within this game. Overall, I've had a lot of fun with RimWorld, and that's all I have to say about it. See you later, gamers. All right, I guess that's our sign-off. Say bye, everyone. Bye. Transition. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tournament of the Game Boys podcast. Today with me, I have Ben, Luke, Dylan, Brayden, and Jaden all with me today. And we are going to be playing the first match of it. Uh, first off, we have Brayden playing um, Bowser versus Ben playing Donkey Kong. Alright, we ready to get into it whenever. Uh, and hosting with me today for commentation is Jaden. Yeah. Yep, starting off the side B right away. Ooh, Braden's off to a strong start. Oh, Ben's bringing it back though. Oh, Braden gets into the spike! Oh, and Braden cannot make it back. 
Oh, Brayden retaliates back with really strong sword smash. I think you get hit by that. Yeah, you cannot challenge that up special on the ground. Yeah, we got the real rages in the cage. We got the big boys fighting this match. Yeah, they're really just kind of playing neutral right now. Neither of them can find a hit, but Ben finds a grab. Ben does not seem to know how to deal with these down airs. And another once again, he gets hit by another down air. Oh, I don't know about that one. Brayden seems to be playing this last one pretty smart. Oh! And he figures out how to shield the down air! Congratulations, Ben. No, we are not. He dies too. Who would have thought? A down air. But I see another down air. I might lose it. That was an upbeat. There's an out air, though. Oh! Brayden seems to be bringing it back in this last stop. Oh! With a strong combo from Ben. He might not be able to do it, though. Oh, is this it? They are off stage, and he hits the spike! I like the first match better. <laughs> and our winner of the first match is Ben, and he'll be moving on to the semifinals. And now we're on to the second match, where we have Luke versus Jaden. Luke seems to be playing Samus, which is a change, as he normally plays Wendy in these situations. And uh, it's tough to say what Jaden's going to go with right now. Here I'm speculations. Where, where's the where's the pro controller? Yeah, click that. Yep, slide it over. Right there. Yep, hit A. Let's go. Now just let your character. Oh, and he's pulling out the little Mac! Yeah, Luke plays base controls. Could you not have that in front of the audio part? Because <laughs> that's like the most important part right now. Alright! And now we're beginning this for the second match. They're both coming out guns a blazing. They have both rolled quite a bit so far, but Jaden's up here and very offensive with these. Well, he goes roll back twice, double forward smash, congratulations. And, it's and it seems to be paying off for him. Oh, almost hit him with that big up smash. Very close match. Oh, but Jaden has his KO punch. Will he be able to survive to make use it? No. Luke's charging up that ball. Oh, and Jaden, unfortunately, at self-destruction at a very low percent. This is looking very tough for our hero here. Ben. Uh, Ben, this is a commentation, not an analysis video. Oh, and he misses the KO punch. Oh, is this gonna be it for our hero? Aww. That was quite the unfortunate match.
Well, Luke pulls out the early victory and is secured in his button semifinals. Congratulations. Moving on to the third round here, we got Max and Dylan. Oh, yeah. Alright, so, on round three, got Max versus Dylan. And I got a swim gym. Honestly, I, I totally expected Max to go with Min Min. However, I did not expect Dylan to go with Bowser. Bowser is not going to last long in this game. It's almost as great as my Bowser skill, you know. It is, yeah. I would say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do call me the multi slim gym man. And we've got a self destruct from Bowser here, leaving Vinmin with a two stock advantage. I'm highly hopeful for the three stock. And rest in peace, my sanity. And he is out. We got our first three stock of the day. Alright. We will be doing a three-way battle for this next one. Alright, uh, actually everyone who won commentates this one. Alright, so, uh, for everybody who lost this previous their previous matches, we'll be all thrown into a free-for-all to have a chance at uh, competing in semifinals because we need a number. So, in this match, we have Jaden. We have Jaden, Brayden, and Dylan. Uh, so Jaden seems to be going Diddy Kong, Dylan seems to be going with his classic Byleth, and Brayden is going Luigi. Fireball Luigi. Absolutely. It's the name of the stage, Oh, we got Brayden having a misfire. Uh-oh. It's all about who's going to be able to avoid this range of this Byleth at this point. I honestly think that the... I think that Dylan has a very, very good chance of coming out on top of this round. Well, not if Jaden keeps up with this incredible pressure. And maybe if this uh, Luigi would stop down being...
And there we hear the uh, owner of this establishment in the background. Absolutely. This is very difficult to commentate, but it seems Dylan is no longer in the lead. Pretty even so far with Jane being slightly uh, at a disadvantage the other two. And Dylan seems to be leading by just a bit. But in terms of stocks, he's a pretty much a three-way tie right now. My other two hosts, would you have, have anything to say? That might be the point of the game. Oh! Oh, that was almost a big, big downbeat from Dylan. Oh, Dylan almost nearly killed himself, too. Oh, and it slips on the banana! Peel. And nearly dies for it. Jane with some big hits. Will he capitalize? Oh, and Dylan! Oh, and Dylan nearly almost died there. Dylan is really just sitting back and camping this match. And he And Dylan is. Oh, Jaden has just lost his stock. Uh, Jaden and Brayden are now currently on their final stock. With Dylan being up um, to two stocks with 127% on it. Team combo come out right here. Jaden really utilizing the bananas here. Oh, if Jaden was a little bit taller than that, he would have been dead. <laughs> yeah, good thing he's short in real life, too. one dad it is down to Braden versus Dylan in a 1v1 and Dylan takes on the victory but Dylan has to go so uh second place runner up unfortunately I have to take Dylan's place so uh yeah it is time for Max versus Luke Max going back to Pyra and Mithra and he switches to Palutena, the famous Nair Spam Queen. And we get Palutena just playing defense. He knows he'll get hated for that. 
and we see Samus just taking hits. And we've just seen Altena get taken a sock off somehow. And there goes Samus. Take another stock. Samus is somehow taking a lead on this. The newest monkey. Take a big hit. Can you make it back? Oh. Star KO off the map. Both at one stock. It would be Palutena coming back. And the rights of the podcast go right back to Max. Now we can get a divorce. Transition. And that's about all today. Thank you all for tuning into the Game Boys podcast. And be sure to keep up to date by following us on Twitter at GameBoys024. That's at G-A-M-E-B-O-Y-Z. 024 and subscribing to the Jordan High School Creative Communications podcast on iTunes and Spotify. From the Game Boys, we hope you all have a wonderful day and we'll see you in the next one. Since this is the last episode of the Game Boys podcast, we'd like to give you a huge thank you for sticking with us through the whole thing and also let you know that we'll be doing our own personal podcast, not affiliated with Jordan High School, which is Discord Discourse. You can find us on Twitter at Discord Discourse, which is D I S C O R D. D-1-S-C-O-U-R-S-E. And uh, we will continue trying to make content there. Just so you know, we tried to record something, I don't know, about three weeks ago. See where that's put us at. And uh, we hope to see you there at some point. <laughs>